ready to go here at the 8th Annual Crowchild Classic. And we'd be remiss not to mention to that the women for the first time in the event's history are in the prime time spot and they have the biggest crowd they've ever had for this game. Well, hello and thank you for tuning in to another episode of Dinos Unfiltered. Jeremy Lee, the main host, along with me, the co-host, Max Sterley. Thank you for joining us. And Jeremy, how's it going today? I'm just trying to wash out the after effects of being boozled. That was canned dog food for me and stink bug for you, I guess. Yep. Yeah, I'm uh, I'm getting over this segment right now. <laughs> <laughs> it's fun. Don't even lie. <laughs> no, it's... I like a little mystery in my life, so, you know, once a week with, you know, mystery flavor, it's good. It's as close as smelling salt as we're going to get. Of course. I think that's why I asked them the question, but yeah. Uh, yeah, this week we did some dinos wrestling, which was great. Yeah, yeah, it was a, a nice interview with them, about 45 minutes, and they shed some light just on, you know, their coach and their whole mental process, and then, you know, a couple of good mailbag questions at the end. Um, but I yeah. think oh that being John Hyatt and Amy Bellavia just, that's right yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> should plug them um, no but we uh, I think we may as well start before we get into just a recap of the Dinos uh, stuff um, Super Bowl fifty four this past weekend thirty one to twenty the Chiefs twenty one answered in the f- bottom half of the fourth quarter to win the Super Bowl. Um, what did you get up to for that day? And give me your blazing hot takes from the game. <laughs> uh, first off, I just kept I just kept it low key. When you got a couple kids, there's not a lot you can do because it's uh, bedtime for them. And you give your kids the prop bet cheats. Yeah, that's <laughs> right. <laughs> I should do that for next year. Yeah. But my take was that Mahomes is back on top. Like he's. He, he's better than Lamar did, at this point. Did he deserve the MVP? No. Um, so I, I agree with you. Like I, I, I heard an argument saying that you have to respect the clutch that a player like Mahomes brings, and that's what makes him the MVP. But it's of the whole game that at least that's how I understand the criteria of it. Right, the entirety of the game. And yeah. How do you not give it to playoff Damian Williams? <laughs> yeah, well, it it's only playoff Damian Williams because he wasn't there for the entirety of the regular season when I drafted him. Oh man, where was that? Side beef. Sorry, that yeah, that's okay. We're getting away from this, but Mahomes. But, but, Mahomes I think yeah. overall, you know, he he's the he's the leader of the team, and he wills the team back. Yeah. And I mean, yeah, he threw a couple picks. The first one was brutal, but. You got to remember, this guy's twenty four. Like he's, <laughs> he doesn't have a lot of experience under his belt, and you know he's twenty four. He's a Super Bowl MVP. He is a league MVP. He's won the Super Bowl title. Obviously, he is on the Madden cover. Like you think about this, he's gotten as many Super Bowls he as he could retire. Aaron Rodgers, yeah. Oh, and I Drew know. Brees, yeah. yeah. He has more Super Bowl rings than Philip Rivers, yeah. And he has the most ketchup consumed per capita at least in the state (laughs) of kansas (laughs) we're going there hey we are okay side note i wanted to just bring up the mass singer the tv show that came on (laughs) afterwards yeah it was just i it's funny i actually started chatting with graham black friend of the show uh from dinos hockey and we were just chatting about like some of our guesses and stuff like that. I don't know if you caught any of it, but it was just it sucked me in, I guess. No, Did you catch I, it? I didn't. Oh. We like 
part of so the Super Bowl party I was at, we did prop bets. Like we had a whole sheet that we filled out. Yeah. And then we added in car commercials. Mm. But what we should have added in was mass singer commercials because mm. for the CTV or DAZN feed, I want to say every other commercial break, there was a mass singer commercial. And I had you had you known, I guess. Had I, yeah. 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 So I did not tune into it. Did I miss out? Yeah, kind of yeah. like it, it. It's kind of interesting because they give little clues and you're trying to figure out who the singer is. And, and they distort their voice too. Like yeah. When they're talking to yeah. Them. Not when they're singing, but when they're uh, talking. Yes, that's right. And they're like the co- it's not just a mask that they're wearing. They're wearing an entire oh, costume. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. You can't. And, and they pick the costume. So that goes into like who it might be. And yeah. Yeah. So initially, like there was a white tiger on there, but he's super tall. So Graham and I were like, oh, that's definitely Gronk. Yeah. And like, the, you know, and he did what, Ice Ice Baby. Was it Gronk? We don't know yet. That's oh, the thing. So I thought the, they, I thought they reveal the person with the least amount of votes has to reveal right. themselves. Okay, yeah. Yeah. yeah, I don't know anything about this. That's fine. So, That's yeah. fine. Yeah. It, the the one that got revealed was it was Lil Wayne, and he was in a, a robot costume. So I feel but. like Lil Wayne, like even with voice distortion, <laughs> you know exactly who that is. <laughs> they did a really good job distorting his voice. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Like they just unauto-tuned. His yeah, voice or they, they made it like a female voice. Guy. I don't yeah, know. Yeah. Exactly. Um, so anyway, that's that. That's a little fun thing. I might give some updates on some later episodes. But yeah. uh, how did the prop bets go? Uh, I came in dead last. Oh man, what I got, happened? I hit eleven out of twenty-five. It was a five-dollar buy-in, so you know it makes the game a little fun. But did you get the Gatorade right? I did, but the Gatorade was it was super easy because the 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 option was. Uh, white or clear or any other color. So it's like, why wouldn't you take any other color? Oh, absolutely. And there are rumors going around about red and purple. So you just had to, you had to go for it. Um, prior to the game, I, you know, degenerate. I had like $9 laying around in my Bodog account. <laughs> so I just figured, you know what? Let's just try nine $1 bets and let's see what happens. Kate Finley actually helped me pick some of the bets. And one of them was choosing Mahomes as the first touchdown scorer. Mm. So so it was a 14 to 1 play uh, that he was going to run the ball in for the first touchdown of the game. And sure enough, what did he do? He ran the ball in. Yeah. So I won $14. So that was pretty cool. So even if it was a pass, like he's not he's responsible. Not, okay. Yeah, yeah, he's not like he had to be the one bringing the ball across yeah, the line. Over the okay, plane. gotcha. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, so that was, that was cool. the best call of the game for you, I guess. Yes, right? yeah. every other bet did not hit. So Man. Yeah. But up five bucks on Bodog, so. What did you think of the halftime show? Oh, it was great. It yeah. was, yeah, it was, it was fantastic. I don't know many J-Lo or Shakira songs, but they put on a great performance. It was very Miami for a, you know, a Canadian who's never been to Miami. Right, but that's what I, I thought. It felt yeah. very, it felt very Miami. Yeah, it's just like anything now. But the the memes and tweets coming from the Super Bowl halftime show were just I, the whole third quarter. I was just scrolling, and there was one like that was commenting on like how Pitbull was sitting just in a dark room by himself, <laughs> like single tear down the eye. <laughs> um, yeah, it was great. It was a really good halftime show, and I thought. Um, you know, definitely one of the more memorable ones in the last few years. Yeah. 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 Do you want to quickly go over to some dino action this past yeah, weekend? Yeah, we'll run through it pretty quick. All right. Um, not much to report from basketball and volleyball as 
the men's and women's basketball and volleyball teams were playing Alberta, Golden Bears, Pandas, respectively. Um, and it did not turn out that great. Let's start off with volleyball. 0-2 for the women. Men 0-2 as well. Although, in their in the in that second game rematch, they uh, pushed them to five sets. So, I mean, there was a little pushback. There was a little fight. So, a um, little update on the playoff standings for those of you um, who are keeping track at home. I didn't realize this, but six teams in the Canada West for the women's bracket have already clinched a playoff spot. So that means there's only two spots remaining. We're currently in... Eight of 10 or eight of 12? Eight of 12, I believe. We're currently in ninth. So we are four points points back of eighth place Winnipeg. And, um, And as for the men, they're currently in sixth. And they are also four points back of Winnipeg and Brandon, um, who are who's in that like that four or five sp- spot, which is where you want to be, because I think the top three teams on the men's side are pretty 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 uh, pretty competitive. Yeah. So this is interesting because th- both the men and the women's team they play Winnipeg coming up. There's a lot on the line. Well, it's yeah, it's zero points for them and hopefully four points for us. Yeah. And that could change a lot of things. So, yeah, anyway, and then for basketball, one and one for the women. They won here. The Pandas got their revenge back home. So they are two points off of first place, Saskatchewan, which might be tough to make some ground because they are the best team in the country. So, and then as for basketball, 0-2 versus the Golden Bears. I didn't. I did not see that coming. Nope, no but, one did. Uh, yeah, Golden Bears, top team in the country for them. So on the men's side, so, yeah. I did not think anyone could slow Leighton down. Crazy. Pack the Jack up next on Thursday, February 6th, which is the last home games of the regular season for the Calgary Dinos. So be sure to catch them uh, in the Jack. Um, I mean, they'll be here for the playoffs, but yeah, yeah, you want to see them in the regular season too. Yeah, it's always a good uh, student event for sure. So um, Hockey, 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 hockey. Yes, hockey. Hockey happened last week. It was a big week. Yeah, it was a it was a crazy time. Um, I think we'll start with the women because uh, they played in the prime time spot for the first time in the event's history. They had ten thousand and two people at the dome uh, for for the start of the game, which was the most for a U Sports women's game, women's hockey game in history. So, shout out to not only both the the Cougars and Dinos teams, but also the fans that stuck around after the men's games and cheered on the women's um, and the women won four to one in the in the in the big game they I think safe to say they probably didn't play their best game but they I think the biggest thing was that they capitalized on the chances they got and Cassie Shokar Mount Royal's goalie didn't have the strongest game and um, game winner Elizabeth Lang who else really nice goal in tight uh, to give the Dinos a 2-1 lead, and then they kind of coasted from there. And Kelsey Roberts in her fourth Crochelle Classic gets her third win, just another another easy game for her, honestly. She's so chill in, in the net. Then they lost the back-to-back, so they split the weekend. And then for the men's game, um, they had a tough weekend overall if you're just looking at the big picture. The Crochelle Classic, I thought this was the year that it wasn't going to be a good game. Hmm. Three nothing going into the third period for Mount Royal. You think, okay, you know they're gonna trap you. They're gonna play a simple dump and chase, you know, defense heavy game. 
and then all hell broke loose in that game. Two goals in about two minutes in the first two minutes of the third period, and then shorthanded, uh, Dino send the puck down, Riley Morris biffs it, and it goes off his stick right towards the net. Cota Gordon gets a tap in, like a huge miscue, tie the game, place goes bananas, and then Dinos go down one again, Caden Elder ties the game less than 20 seconds to go, a convenient podcast guest for us, mm-hmm. teeing up the game, and then Mount Roll, sure enough, wins it dramatically in double overtime, and it just proved to be that this game, it's never a bad game, ever, it seems like, at least as long as I've been here, it's always a ridiculous momentum-heavy or momentum-swing-heavy game, and it just went in favor of the Cougars this time, and then they they short off by winning the back end of the game, so they sweep the dinos, and now things are just messy in Canada West in terms of playoff position. Oh, I bet. So, what does it look like for the dinos on the men's side, standing wise? So the standings are essentially Mount Royal with the sweep. Um, they leapfrog the dinos, so they're now uh, third in the country, or third in the country, sorry, third in the standings. Dinos are fourth, just a point back heading into the final weekend for the Dinos against Lethbridge. So that is a favorable thing for the Dinos. Lethbridge is dead last in the conference, so they could <laughs> leapfrog, but they are not going to catch Saskatchewan for that bye, which was a big thing. So they will they will have a first-round home series. It's going to be either against Manitoba or UBC, um, but missing that bye when they really were in the driver's seat for it is is a big loss for them, but... Still, playoffs, they, they clinched over the weekend with the point, or with a point coupled with Manitoba and UBC losing their games. So, um, yeah, so exciting final weekend before heading into the playoffs. Well, you are talking about it last podcast where you said this is kind of your favorite time of the year for Dinos Athletics because, you know, for hockey, for basketball, for volleyball, the race for the playoffs is on, and you have no idea what the picture looks like. You don't know how the chips are going to fall. Um, absolutely you're right yeah no you're it's right. it's like it's kind of the same time um you know in october or early november for major sports leagues where just everything is going on and yeah. it's just you know you can tune into five different sports at once and that's that's the time of the year in dino land right now i like that dino land it's catching dino on <laughs> and then also we have the canada west wrestling championships coming up in the jack that'll be exciting not the red jack not the red dick. Yeah, that's right. Just to clarify, <laughs> sadly, for who? Who are you? Who are you speaking on behalf of? Uh, our two guests, specifically. <laughs> um, specifically, was it John who didn't like it? Oh no, no, it was Amy. It was Amy who Amy. really hated it. Oh, who man. really hated it? So, um, particularly the smell. Apparently, the red gym has a certain smell to it. <laughs> so, but they they will explain all about the red gym and a bunch of other things they got into with us for for the interview so i guess we'll throw it over to john and amy sounds good jeremy terrific again today you're, you're really good at it max effort by you all right dinos unfiltered this week we're doing dinos wrestling and with us john fiad and amy bellavia how are you guys doing Good. Great. Yeah. <laughs> first yeah. time Thanks. doing a podcast for you guys or what? Yeah, this is the first time for me. Yeah, first time for me as well. Generally, what's the longest interview you guys have done before? Or is it like just a couple quick questions and then you're out of there? Yeah, like okay. five, ten minutes. Five, ten minutes. Yeah. 
It's usually like yeah. after a match, right? And you're out of breath. Yeah, that's the worst. When you're like breathing heavily and then they ask you a million questions and you're like, I just want water or break. <laughs> <laughs> so as we've done in previous episodes, we are doing a round of Bean Boozled. Yeah, here we go, Max. Yeah, so uh, who's going to start us off here? I think our guest should start us what? off. What? <laughs> I think you or guys. We, or we could go okay, first, yeah. first together. Together? Yeah, at the same time. Okay, so I picked up... The, oh, shoot. It was the chocolate pudding or dog food. Chocolate pudding or dog food. And I had marshmallow or barf? S- stink bug. Or, or stink bug. Uh. Stink bug. Okay. okay. I don't have Chase either, so this is going to be... That's too bad. <laughs> I'm Cheers. 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 Yep, that's stink bug. Yep, oh, that's dog. Is it good? Oh! <laughs> okay, you just gotta swallow it right away. Ew! Oh no, I'm scared. Yeah, that was stink bug. Oh, two for two. So thanks, Jelly Belly, for that. Yeah, we'll throw it over to our guests now. What flavors do you guys have? I have birthday cake, or I think dishwasher. Yeah, that's right. No, I thought I had birthday cake and barf. <laughs> no, you had peach and barf. Oh, I had peach and barf. Peach and barf. Yeah, or barf. barf. <laughs> okay. Don't be a barf. Birthday cake or dirty <laughs> dishwasher. So guys, go ahead. Take Same it time. Away. Yeah. Try to swallow it. <laughs> no. I can't tell if mine's good or bad. I don't like mine like at all. Like, no, I don't like it. I think mine's the good, chaser. but I don't really like it. Oh, it tastes like. Yeah, this sounds really like. Like I don't want like like sweat like I, I don't know it doesn't taste good like yeah nah I don't like I would never recommend that. <laughs> you never recommend <laughs> no. That. Oh man, he thought this he thought this was a restaurant. Yeah. And a, and a Yelp review. <laughs> so my first question to you guys is: Would you rather do a bean boozled or do smelling salts? I do smelling salts. Smelling salts. Get fired up. Yeah. That does not fire you up. No. Okay. That kind of did that. Uh, maybe for Amy. Okay. But, but like, I've never salt? done smelling salts before. Have you? No, I was, I was gonna ask, like, what you know, in layman's terms, like, what does it feel like when you take a big whiff of it? Like, does it just big head rush and then you settle down, or what's it like? I don't use smelling salts. Oh. I've never done it, but I'm just assuming, yeah, that's what okay. it gives you big head rush. I okay. don't know. Gotcha. Hmm. So none of us in this room have done no. smelling salts. <laughs> <laughs> conversation for another day yeah, i guess exactly. yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so you guys are actually both not from calgary from opposite parts of the country um so we'll start out with where you guys came from uh first off with you amy from ancaster ontario mm-hmm. um how did you get into wrestling so when i was in grade 10 my dad wanted me and my sister to do the sport and my sister's biggest girly girl like would not ever want to sweat on anyone or touch anyone's sweat so i thought i would give it a shot so i wrestled through high school and then uh, my dad knew paul ragusa the coach uh the club coach here Mm. so he brought me out for a recruiting trip um after nationals junior nationals and then i kind of just really liked the school and it's like stuck so you never considered anything back east uh, I was training at McMaster, so that was an option. But the women's like high performance group was here, so this where like I wanted to train. Okay. And uh, for you, John, you're yeah. from Victoria. You're from Victoria. Yes. Yeah. yeah. No, I'm from Victoria, and so I was training at like uh, my high school didn't have a wrestling team, so I was training at M- MMA gym like when I was I think in grade eight, and then uh, one of my friends who was like four years older, he started wrestling. He was in grade twelve. 
and uh, he just kind of got me into it. So then in grade nine, I started wrestling with a club, and then, yeah, I came out here. What was that recruiting tr- trip look like? For uh, I actually didn't come here on a recruiting trip. I talked to Mitch over the phone and stuff like that, but uh, I never actually came on a visit. So And that was good enough for you. Yeah, it was. Um, <laughs> I have some family out here, and uh, I've been out here before, but um, I was going to go to SFU, and then that kind of, yeah, no, I just decided to come here. So mm. mm-hmm. It was actually kind of a... There wasn't much thought into it, but I'm really happy how it worked out. Yeah, <laughs> hand up for yourself. Yeah, that's awesome. But you guys are both multi-sport athletes. How did you guys? That's my Wi-Fi that? password, actually, at my house. Oh boy, right. <laughs> multi-sport <laughs> athletes. Yeah. Okay. All Toe lower, soccer. All lowercase. All lowercase. Yeah, okay, and sweet. plural. Totally unrelated. What's your yeah. address? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's sweet. But yeah, you guys are both have, have played multiple sports uh, in your youth and in your past. Uh, how did you guys land on wrestling as the thing that you wanted to pursue, though? I think doing a lot of sports, like there was a team aspect to like I did um, hockey for a lot of years mm-hmm. and then I did volleyball, like cross country, whatever. But I found wrestling was very individual. So all like the accountability and like the pressure was on yourself. So I found, like, if I trained harder, then I found more success. Whereas in a team sport, there was a lot of people you had to rely on. And, yeah, I don't mind relying on other people, but sometimes, like, when it's your sport and the outcome is for you, it's, it means a lot more when you win, and it also means a lot more when you lose. Hmm. So that's for me, that's why I did wrestling. And, like, I like the accountability for myself. Yeah, no, I, like, I played, like, rugby and basketball when I was younger, but um, I was mainly just kind of in grade, 10, grade 11. I got way more into wrestling. I just liked it a lot more than the other sports. I guess the yeah, independence of it. And it's pretty hard. Kind of everything you put into it is what you get out of it, I found. What part of wrestling is like your favorite part? Like what gets you fired up? Taking people down. <laughs> Scoring. <laughs> the pin. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Definitely the pin. I don't know. When or you do a like big throw. of it or like. I think like the reward, like if you go through a really tough match and that feeling where you're like, I don't know, you kind of overcame some adversity. I think that's like the best matches you have. Or you never, if you just go out and beat someone like 10 nothing quick and it's not a hard match, you don't feel that good. But when you really beat someone, I mean, who's beat you before and it's like a tough match and you wrestled really well and really tough, I think that's when you feel the best after. It's like, like it's a small when you just you're gonna put everything out again, of it. Right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Same weight class and everything. So it's just a repetition. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. You wrestle, mm-hmm. you wrestle the same people like all, all the time. Year. Yeah. And then you get to, like, big tournaments like Nationals, and it's the new people from out east. Yeah. I, and then when you have those matches, I feel like those ones are a lot of pressure. And then when you come out on top, that's when you feel, like, I don't know, like, the excitement. Mm-hmm. I think, like, when you, yeah, everything you've been, like, practicing actually it works. works. You, can, <laughs> you can win and, like, wrestle really bad, I find. but And then kind of you can lose and wrestle a bit better, but I think the best is when you you win and you wrestled really well mm-hmm. and like against a good opponent. I think that's when you feel the most accomplished. How hard is it to make in-game adjustments or like within the match itself? Like when you're taking breaks with, within the rounds and stuff and maybe things aren't going out, like turning out the way you want them, want it to go. How easy is it to, you know, flip a switch or do something different? Yeah. It's I, hard. I think it's really hard. I yeah. think oh everyone's different, but like for me, if I'm like really hyped up, I can't, th- I don't think. I just start, like, I get really tense and stiff, and that's when I'll wrestle like an idiot, and, like, I won't be able to make those adjustments. So I have to be, like, I think some people have to be really relaxed, and you get yourself really fired up. So yeah. it's kind of... It's different, People eh? are different, yeah. Everyone's that's different. 
like I can't talk to people before I go on a match whereas like I see like John laughing having a good time and it's like I need to be like in the zone or else I can't think whereas some people mm. if I get don't too want to up, think well, yeah yeah so by extension of that you both have very different routines before you prep for a match very different mm-hmm. so, <laughs> yeah. so what, what goes into both of your routines I'm curious well, Noise canceling headphones for Amy. <laughs> Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I just kind of like to, like I say, like mantras and stuff and try and like stay in my own space and not like focus on what other people are doing or my opponents. So I have like a, s- a specific warm up that I've been doing for like three or four years now. And then right before my match, I always like just try to repeat the same thing. Like, I don't know if you guys want to know what I say, but it's like, <laughs> super weird. <laughs> well, we already know uh, John's. Wi-Fi password. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I say like I'm strong, I'm confident, and I'm capable. Like, and I just keep repeating it to myself. And then, like when I step on the mat, I kind of just like to take it all in. And then that's how I feel like the most focused. How about for you, John? Yeah, I mean, I, I say stuff like that too. But I, I like to. I find like a- Amy's like jumping around, and like she looks like she wants to really hurt someone like before a match. And yeah. when I sometimes I still catch myself doing that, and then it doesn't work out for me. So like, I don't know, I put on some Justin Bieber and relax. <laughs> and then, uh, no, I, and then I just really think about like specifically what I want to do. I try to make it as simple as possible. Like I'm going to go out and hit, you know, the specific attack. And then once I get in that momentum that I'm, I'm not really thinking it, like that of the, the external factors. If I just really think about for sure specifically what I have to do, I wrestle better. So then what is your go-to Justin Bieber. Yummy. Yummy, yummy. Yeah. Yeah. He did play yeah. that song at our dual meet. Oh, we got to pick a song yeah. and that's what he picked. <laughs> it's the right amount of chill, I guess, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, like I said, I think it's different for everyone. Like Callum, yeah. who, who was supposed to be on here, he he gets insane. He's like a different, because when you see him in person, he's like a super nice guy, but he's crazy before he goes on. He's intense once yeah, he he's hits intense. the bat. Yeah. yeah, he listens to Fishing in the Dark, I think he said. That, so. <laughs> Some country. Yeah. <laughs> I actually had the opportunity to call nationals last year at the Red Gym, uh, and it was a different dynamic than what I'm used to for broadcasting uh, because it's a lot of waiting around, and then all of a sudden it's bam, bam, bam. It's go, go, go. And I can assume, or I'd like to assume that as an athlete, you guys are kind of the same way where it's a lot of, okay, in anticipation for the match, um, and then as soon as it hits, it's like, it's like in a blink of an eye, it's almost over, right? Mm-hmm. So how, how how early do you guys start your pregame routines? Like I do three matches before. Three matches before? Like normally okay. we all warm we up do a together warm up the in the beginning. morning. Yeah. And then you do like your game plan for yourself like three matches before. Yeah. yeah. But like I that's find... when you stop talking to people. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. Everyone Good leave me know. alone. <laughs> Good to know. Okay. But I find the anticipation is the hardest part. Yeah. Like sitting around Waiting. and watching yeah. other people's matches is like you're antsy or like you're mm-hmm. excited and it's your teammates too. So it's a balance of like trying to cheer yeah. everyone on but also <laughs> come back to yourself. Yeah, it's like I, I find that's a hard thing to balance, right? Because mm-hmm. absolutely you want to support your teammates but at the same time it's like I need to focus on yeah. my match that's coming up, right? Yeah. So, mm-hmm. yeah. so part of your matchups when obviously you're doing your own preparation is key but also you're preparing for the opponent that you're facing. So we're very entry level into wrestling in terms of, you know, just knowing about the sport and understanding it. So I'm very curious when you're preparing for a match, how much scouting of the opponent goes into it where, you know, I imagine you try to understand their tendencies and attack their weaknesses and stuff. Like, do you guys go through game tape and all that kind of thing? 
So for me, going into like nationals, I'll scout all the girls there. Um, I just find like the bigger meets and the people that you don't wrestle as often, you do more scouting. Sure. Versus if you're wrestling them all the time, you kind of have game plans going in because you remember from previous times or like you journal after you have a match. So that's like for me, I would scout just like kind of the best girls in in the like like in my weight class. <laughs> well, the ones you like see all the time is probably like hands-on scouting, right? Like, yeah, exactly. exactly. Yeah, mm-hmm. I don't like to do a- like as much just because of. Uh, well, I, I do a little bit, but I don't want to focus too much on. I guess like thinking about what they're gonna do. If I really think like know their tendencies, obviously, but I don't. I know Amy like watches like the video, writes down every single thing they do. I don't go that. <laughs> <laughs> We're very <Yeah>. opposite. <laughs> so schools like that too, right? Yeah, so take me through what it's like wrestling in the red gym. Do you want honest so we're wrestling in the, in the jack, though, for Camp West. Okay. Um, but let's start off in the red with gym. With the red first. gym. It was well, awful. I, I, didn't, I tore my meniscus, so I didn't wrestle <laughs> there. That, that, that's what we were looking for. <laughs> yeah. She walked right into that one. But actually, I think it was better because no, it, it was enclosed. No, I was a was fan. it was smelly there. and hot, and like the mats were disgusting. Do you remember walking in? It was the fresh mats, and the entire gym reeked. It was so bad, and it was like hit you with fumes and heat. Oh, it was. Just, I did not like it. I was told the atmosphere was pretty good, though. Is yeah, because oh, it was atmosphere? so enclosed. Yeah. I think it was almost. The if, finals. If we were had great. the whole like for wrestling, we don't get nearly as many fans as you know. Uh, anyone? I don't know. Yeah, anyone. <laughs> so like, if we were in the jack and they didn't put a curtain down, that would be kind of weird. True. If they had both bleachers up and there's you know our parents there, <laughs> I, I don't know. Like it. I think it was kind of better in that sense because it was it was packed. Right. And it was like. Like I think the finals were yeah, fine. Yeah, that's what I mean. For the finals, it was the like super was, close. Oh, yeah. Maybe for the whole day. Around. Yeah, that's true. I mean, it was nice that we hosted it. Right. Mm-hmm. Let me not. Trash so it this so much. time yeah. coming up, <laughs> let's talk about that. Good, good segue. You guys are going to wrestle in the Jack, <clears throat> and have you guys? You guys have done that before, obviously. Yes. We have okay. for the the Dino a it's couple like years ago. Couple years. Yeah. Yeah. And it's a different atmosphere, different, like, even the lighting, I guess, is different. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But again, the, the fans will then be in the stands and not on mm-hmm. top of you, right? Yeah. I like, it, well, I like it when I have space. Like, my, when I warm okay. up, I'm kind of all over the place. And I find, like, if I can't pace and there's, like, people in my way, it kind of, like, you feel so claustrophobic. Whereas in the That's jack, true. I think we're going to get a lot more space to, like, do our warm up, like, pre-prep. And, and go to the track upstairs, right? Exactly. Yeah. 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 We have a lot of space. Yeah, I, I didn't actually wrestle at the U Sports last year, so I yeah. I was injured, so I didn't. Maybe yeah, maybe it was too close to claustrophobic. I don't know. What were you out with? Um, I tore my meniscus and oh, my right. ACL. Okay. A little bit, so. How was uh, how was coming back from that injury for you? Uh, it was it was fine. Yeah, it took a while, but it's it's good now. Would you consider so. like the knee a, a knee injury to be one of the more serious ones for wrestling? Like what what is a serious injury in wrestling? I think it's the most common. Knees and Knees. shoulders. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Not concussions? No, I don't think so. We have a lot of concussions too, but I mean, the most serious ones are knees. They w- take you out for I would it. say there's way more. Yeah. So, for, uh, yeah, frequency wise, I guess. Right? I'd say knees and shoulders. Knees. More than concussions, shoulders? yeah. Hmm. Yeah, I would say the most common injuries are definitely knees. knees. Yeah. We've both had knee injuries. So. Yeah. Um, yeah, I guess, like, may as well segue into you guys mentioned having your fair share of injuries. What's the worst one you've ever had? 
mine, mine was, yeah, what I had last, last year. Because it was yeah. my meniscus and I had my ACL too. So that that's what took the long time. But it wasn't a full tear in my ACL, so I didn't have to get surgery on that. It just, like, took so long. And then I came back a bit too early in the summer and kind of, like, retoured a little bit. And then, so it was bothering me for a while, but it's fine now. So. Yeah. Um, when I was in my second year, right before uh, Can West, like, three days before, so it would have been, like, the Tuesday, I uh, tore my MCL. So, yeah, I couldn't compete at Can West U Sports or our club nationals. And it was my last year junior, so I would have been on the national team. And I think that was probably the worst injury because mentally I wasn't ready to not compete at those big tournaments. And it's, like, it's really tough having an injury. I think now, like, coming back from an injury, it's okay. And, like, I've learned so much from it. But in the moment, you can't see past it. You're like, this is devastating. It's took, mm. taking me out of my sport for – I was out for nine weeks. And I think come, overcoming that adversity, though, is – what our sport's kind of about. Like, we have to overcome so much, and, like, every day is a challenge in the rooms. Mm-hmm. So I think you learn a lot from it, too. When you do overcome that initial, you know, adversity of, you know, this is never going to be the same, whatever goes through your head, how do you guys maintain your focus, especially in a long-term injury, when it's just day in, day out, trying to keep a routine and trying to stay up mentally? When you're injured? Yeah. I think it's tough, but at the end of the day, like, everyone gets injured in in the sport so it's just kind of i think you have to accept it and really like it's out of your control so you have to try to remain positive even though you know there's nothing really you can remain positive i mean like you can't train (laughs) but you can still do other stuff you can always do other stuff it's just obviously it's not ideal but you really if you're just negative about it you're just gonna dig yourself into a hole so you really have to kind of yeah find the positives in it and i think it's also about like when you are allowed to return to make sure you're doing the right thing so you don't re-injure yourself because mm-hmm. I've been injured and it, you go and you try and push as hard as you can right off the bat and I think you're so like more, you're way more inclined to re- like re-injuring yeah. yourself and you don't <laughs> even realize it and I find when I come back I'm a little bit scared so it's also just like sometimes just go just do it and then put yourself in the like situation and if it hurts yeah it hurts if mm-hmm. it doesn't then like you're kind of you're healed like that's what i don't know how i think of it yeah i think a big thing is like mentally too you're always scared of it like giving out or like yeah. when i first get back my knee i was always like i can't do this because what if it locks out on me or something like that yeah mm-hmm. right um i just wanted to ask you a question around maintaining your weight because <laughs> it's like that, that's a big part of a big component of you know wrestling and staying within that that range uh how do you guys do that when you're on the shelf What's the easiest way to make sure that you're still within that range of where you need to be? I think we all go out of the range sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's I, tough. It is it's, tough. You, man, like, you manage it well. But, like, for example, like, I was so Callum, it, McNeese, yeah. uh, he was, like, our 76-kilo wrestler, and I was 82 all year. Um, so I was, like, trying to get bigger, and then he tore his AC joint or something like that, so... I didn't find out till Saturday night that I was going um, se- because he can't wrestle. So the other guy, 82, is but too big. He can't make 76. So I weighed myself like on Sunday morning, and I was 83. And I'm like, oh, crap, I got to make 76 kilos on Friday. <laughs> so like, But it's it's actually not as hard, hard as you think. You just have a little come some tricks, intermittent <laughs> fasting, and then you're there. And he ate but, Super Bowl food on Sunday. Yeah. So. <laughs> Coupled with, yeah, Super but, Bowl But uh, no, it's like... It's 
you can actually lose a lot in water weight if, like, the day of, and, and especially for um, university tournaments, you get a weigh in the day before. So it's actually not hard. You can, hmm. you know, sweat it out and then rehydrate and, and replenish yourself. But, like, for, like, trials and, like, national tournaments, you have to weigh in it two hours before. Two hours, yeah. So you can't really cut that much weight. Hmm. Um, but for university tournaments, we, we everyone's in, like, pretty striking distance. Like, it's not yeah. too hard to make the weight. Like, three or four kilos and you just kind of eat a bit less and hmm. and then water cut well, water, water cut, cut yeah a little bit so it's water not cut friday yeah so like i'll probably cut two kilos friday mm-hmm. in water wow. and nobody does like a dangerous <laughs> amount though like no. they don't yeah, yeah, yeah. our coaches don't let us do anything crazy no. for sure yeah because yeah. it's really about focusing on like your wrestling you don't want to be thinking about cutting weight so mm-hmm. he doesn't really let people yeah cut crazy amounts of weight how do you feel about eating less food though it's um, funny it's like when it's for something it's easy like, when it's for a tournament, it's, like, whatever. Yeah. But after, and you're like, oh, I shouldn't be eating this because I have to wait in another two weeks. It's no, I have no control. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, everyone balloons up after. Yeah. Even though you don't cut that much weight, you still I get know. fat. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. I want to transition over to talking about practice, like we were chatting about just before you walked in here. We talking about practice? <laughs> we talk about practice. I just want to know what a, you know week looks like for you guys on the wrestling team, and um, just around the, the the different intensity levels that practice can bring you throughout the week. Go ahead. Does it start off easy? Does it start off hard? Um, well, Mondays we do lifts together, like with the, so we go Monday, Wednesday, Friday lifts, um, and then Monday night practices are mostly like technique and then sometimes we do like a little bit of live but it's not the hardest day yeah and then tuesday thursday are are really hard practices so we'll do mostly like an hour of live yeah so like there's our practices are two hours like we practice in the morning we lift weights and then uh everyday practice is either you know four to six or four thirty to six thirty and tuesday to thursday is almost all like you get in drill and then it's a lot of live wrestling and usually fridays are kind of like that too and then Wednesdays we go in, and it's just individual technique. So that's kind of like our you go through the break in the day, mm. yeah, and focus on opponent on something specific, yeah. And then mm. Saturday usually we like matches. we do matches, so like kind of simulate a tournament. And then we normally do cardio Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday yeah. too in, in the, the morning. Oh, really? Yeah, that's on your own though. <laughs> yeah. Oh, so you yeah, either go yeah. into the room and do some right. like individual drilling, or yeah, run yeah, or bike yeah, or something. Yeah. In, in the live matches, how if you have to if you had to put a percentage on it, how competitive? Are they? Because you obviously want to, you know, do your best and stuff, but you don't want to injure your teammate or anything like that. So I'm kind of curious how you toe the line in that sense. Sometimes they'll say, "Oh, it's seventy percent," but if they don't, then it's, it's 100% full out. Yeah, all the time. When we go live, it's full out. Yeah. yeah, it is a contact sport, but I'm thinking of like if you're gonna play football, like there or. MMA fighting, they're not going to, when they train, they're not going to go 100% because they're going to give each other concussions. Mm-hmm. But in our sport, we can actually, I think what makes it kind of hard in a sense is we can train 100%. Like when we go live yeah. against someone, we can go full out. And injuries do happen, but it, we're not holding back. And I think if you're in a position that you're going to injure someone, they would say stop and then you yeah. just listen. Mm-hmm. Another topic I want to kind of chat about was around the idea of aggression within your sport and. Like, it seems like I could easily lose control if I was in a match with someone. (laughs) Like, just emotionally-wise, right? And, like, how do you guys just corral that and make sure you're not, you know, overheated or, you know, because it's not going to go cleanly sometimes, right? Like, your opponent might grease out a little bit, but (laughs) potentially. Um, And then how do you, like, just keep your your cool within that? Like, it's such a physical sport. 
I find more internationally you have, have like girls that are really greasy and when they wrestle they're like gouging you or like oh, you man. come out of the match and you're like covered in scratches or like bite marks I've had one girl bite me it's like <laughs> but it's, what do you do and like in the match you don't really think about it I've never had anyone bite me so I don't know <laughs> but, uh, you, can't, you can't speak to that right? no I can't speak to that <laughs> that's your yeah. you never had someone you. like bite me on the no no I've never oh, had man. that I, I don't yeah. know what I would do but <laughs> Um, yeah, no. Yeah, I think that is the hardest thing, you keeping your emotions on, like, just taking all your emotions out of it. Is, yeah, that's tough to do. I don't know. I've never had, yeah, I guess it does get emotional, but I guess you just have to stay focused on winning and scoring points. You just, like, go back to your b Yeah, song, just, right? like, be, what's that called? I don't even think you have time to be an emotional Yeah, you don't, and it's a like, waste of energy. That's kind of what they, minutes, you want someone to like, wrestle. Emotion. If you're down you you folk like you're, what you're thinking about is getting how you're gonna win like i've never thought oh i'm down like i'm upset about like yeah, i'm upset about it but it's, that's not what i'm thinking in the match it's more like hey how am i gonna like turn this around and get back up and then i find like after the match then i'll get super emotional mm-hmm. like, yeah go that's my true way, then you're like oh what you know like <laughs> yeah yeah i definitely i think that's the hardest part though probably because i think after? if you get scored even if you get scored on or you're getting beat that's like you get you know, you, you get really mad, and then you, then you don't wrestle well. So it's yeah, you're right. You have to really control your emotions. Is there a lot of tr- uh, is there a lot of trash talking? Like like what in wrestling is like the you know classic chirp? Like I know for hockey, like if a guy stick handles up the ice too loudly, like they'll say he's like chopping lettuce or something, or like the guy on the bench. Who who separates the defense and the forwards? He's the grocery stick because he separates them, and, but he doesn't actually play. So I'm I'm kind of curious what that is for wrestling. Like your because your your heads are like right. Yeah. Next, you can just whisper something yeah. in his ear. Our main right? one is probably when someone shoots on you and you sprawl and you just say, "My hips don't lie." <laughs> <laughs> Very topical. Yeah, but oh man, that's great. No, I'm just kidding. I don't know. Uh, there's not. I don't trash like in the room. We do like joke around, and there was this older guy who would say stuff like that, and it was pretty funny. And but yeah, no, I've never had anyone trash talk. I don't. I uh, you, you do, in but the room, you trash in the in the room. I'd, yeah, but it's mainly just I, I. I don't have a go-to line. I don't know. You're like six minutes. It's kind of hard to think of a term. Yeah. I I don't chirp. Do you have you? I don't like in like. Well, I, I'm just not thinking about chirping someone like when I'm actually wrestling them. Sure. But maybe if After. we're. After practice in the locker room, for no, sure. No, after matches, we'll chirp our opponents. Um, I kind of want to know a little bit about your coach, Mitchell Osberg. Uh, you mentioned on the phone that was your first. You know, you had the phone call mm. before you came out here for recruiting. Um, so I kind of just want to throw this at both of you. What was your, or what is your first memory of your coach? And to those who don't know him, how would you describe him in a couple of words or sentences? But so starting with my first interaction with him. Sure. My first interaction, I was like on, because I was living on res and I was just walking with my roommate and I saw him in the hallways and I just quickly talked to him and then, um, yeah, I was like, oh, he's short. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> well, I've heard that before. Yeah. Yeah. He'll say it. And then, um, but no, I think he, he's, he's a straight shooter and he's one of the most like, he's not going to BS anyone. Yeah. Um, yeah, he, he, he's a really honest guy and he's, yeah, he he says it like it is. I think that's the best way to describe him. <laughs> I have, yeah, I've had a lot of interactions with Mitch over the years, and sometimes just going to his office to cry, or like in the room in my first year, it's just like to get beat up on. But I find Mitch is like 
like honestly one of the best guys I've ever met. Like he yeah, I, I always say he's back. more of like a life coach. Almost, yeah, sometimes. Mm. Like, in the room, if you ever needed anything and you went to Mitch, he would 100% yeah. do it for mm-hmm. you. Like, and with I, school. And, and, and even, like, he ties in wrestling to, like, I don't know, life. I feel yeah. like he's just, yeah. And I find, like, even after a match, like, if you didn't wrestle so good, he's going to tell you. And, that's yeah. what, like, for me, I, that's what I like. Mm-hmm. Like, I, after trials, it didn't go so, so well. And he, like, looked at me. He's like, what the? Was that? <laughs> yeah, you're right. <laughs> so I don't know. I like it straight, and that's mm-hmm. how he is. But that he's super supportive too. Like he's not like if he says like what the heck was that? It's because he expects more, and he explains it. And he like, I just find he, he he's been around for so long. He knows what to do with mm-hmm. every athlete individually. That's good. Um, let's transition over to some mailbag, fan mail, some. I don't know what else we'd want to call fan it, but <laughs> <laughs> we have fans. <laughs> <laughs> They're sitting right here. Yeah. Oh, thanks. <laughs> um, okay, I just wanted to start it off. Uh, it was more of a personal thing. Yeah, as as your fan, I want to <laughs> know when you're just like again in that head to head, like you're locked in with someone as, with your opponent, and you got the facial like scruff going on. Oh yeah, this is why I grow it. Like. <laughs> That's the thing. Is is that? Do you use that to your advantage? Like, do you try to like rug burn the other guy? Like, what, what what's going on? Yeah, there? If I get a guy down, I'll take my chin, just rub it right on the back of his neck. Oh no, I'm just kidding. No, I, oh. I think Talk it looks good, but maybe it doesn't. I don't know. The best is when you have someone in like their shoulder right here and just give them a little. Uh, yeah. <laughs> oh okay. You find the pressure points. Yeah, Mitch is tough. That's what Amy. Stuff. That's her go-to move. Is pressure that's points. pressure points. Yeah, I've seen her tap girls out like that. <laughs> <laughs> Um, we'd be remiss not to ask this and we apologize in advance. Um, but we know that there was, you know, a dino segment where some of the athletes got interviewed and they got asked funny questions. Um, and again, we, we're sorry. Uh, if you had a WWE name, what would it be and why? Oh, that's tough. I got a couple. I'll let you go first. <laughs> no, I'm trying to decide on which one I want. No, wow. I got like five. I've thought about this question. Before. You have? Yeah. Can I add to this? What would your finishing move be? If I could suplex, definitely a suplex. It would suplex would be your your ending For sure. ending move. For sure. I did like an RKO or something cool. Oh yeah. my god! <laughs> it's a WWE. It's not real wrestling. But like That's grab right. a chair and slam it over someone. No, no, no. You, <laughs> you grab the guy's neck while you're flying in the yeah. air. You just drop him. You don't know. Do you watch WWE? <laughs> Not anymore. <laughs> it's okay if you do. Yeah. Okay, what's your name? Well, okay, I, go. You go first. I don't even know. Like, what? What? There's, like, what? You just make up a name. I would oh, probably like go something with whatever it is. Like. Okay. Well, everyone like on the wrestling team would want to call me DJ, but I wouldn't let them do that. So I would probably go. Stands for Danger John. No, what you're talking about. But I would. I'd probably go the Lebanese Lion, maybe. Oh my my heritage. That's pretty good. That's pretty good. Okay, I'm taking the Italian Stallion then. That's too basic. That's good. (laughs) That's awesome. That's good. Um, Oh man. Okay. Let's uh, let's get into some legit fan mail. This coming from one of your teammates, oh. just sharing some of your stories. So we'll start with you, Amy. Uh, we just want to know if you could tell us on the podcast here if you know the difference between fabric softener and oh. laundry detergent. Oh my gosh! Okay, that I was thought <laughs> it was going to be something different. <laughs> <laughs> what? Oh, oh, never mind. No. <laughs> So 
in first year, I went to the store to buy laundry detergent, yep. but they all look the same. So apparently, I bought conditioner. So in first year, Whoa. I was using fabric conditioner for the year. For the year. Oh, it was a year. Not we were told six months. Six months. But, okay. Like by the time Ken West rolled around, I figured it out. <laughs> I've never done anything like that. I want to see what mine is. Right now, You're just, you have so many. Uh. Oh, man. Yeah. So I guess I guess you had really nice smelling clothes, but they weren't <laughs> really clean. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I hate how that's like known now. <laughs> <laughs> that's disgusting. So there was a story of you guys uh, at a wrestling camp in California, in Fresno specifically. <laughs> oh, uh, something about um, something about your accents. Do you do you know what we're getting at here? My accents. You weren't there. That was just me and Callum. <laughs> no, I don't know what it we're says. Something at. that like thirty people came up to you and recommended places to eat, and that it was. Oh, that, why would he that, bring up that, this that, story? That, that you were <laughs> like, in your prime, and he was feeling super awkward. He being Callum in this case. Yeah. So no, Callum <laughs> gets really embarrassed whenever you're in public. So I just, uh, I just it was embarrassing when I was telling him we were. I was telling the people there that. We were on a TV show doing a cooking show together, and they all bought it. And then, like, all these people surrounded us and were telling us all the hottest places in Fresno to go for a restaurant to do this review. Um, yeah, I, I'm not going to get into – yeah, that's a bad story. There was a better story about California that he could have said when I booked the wrong flight. Okay, let's hear, let's hear yeah. that yeah, one. Let's hear it. Let's yeah. hear that Cause one. Because Callum is, like – he, so he's a responsible guy. He's kind of like an old man. <laughs> And uh, so he has he, the reservations, and the he has the reservations, and he's like, "Okay, here's my flight." So we had to kind of fight to Seattle and then to Fresno. So I go, "Okay," and I looked, and I go, "Okay, it's the one that leaves Seattle, like goes to Calgary and Seattle, leaves Seattle at uh, noon, and then we go to Fresno." And um, so I just booked it, and I didn't realize that I actually booked my Calgary flight leaving at seven a.m. when his was leaving at nine a.m. And I go, he picks me up in the morning, we're going to the airport, and I try to check in, and I was like, oh, I don't know why I can't check in, the app, the WestJet must not be working, <laughs> And then I get there, Absolutely. and they're like, uh, yeah, <laughs> they're like, your flight's already gone, and I was like, no, it's not. And then they're like, yeah, your flight was at 7 a.m., and I was just like freaking out in the airport, and I was running around trying, to, I was going to fly to L.A. and then bus down to Fresno and meet him, but someone ended up like bailing out of the flight like 30 minutes before, and then I got on for 50 bucks. Wow. So it worked out. <laughs> Big That's stroke quite of luck. The yeah. yeah. Wow. There's a lot of embarrassing stories about you. Okay, well, while we're on the topic of travel, you guys were on a trip at the airport and you acted like the security guard was your uncle? Yes. Did you about that? You were, you, were, <laughs> you were convincing him that you guys were related, I guess, right? Is that like. Yeah, I don't know. I get bored. And so I just, like, I don't know what was wrong with me, but. When I am bored, I just like say stupid stuff. So we're just going through security, and I saw his name tag. And I, well, I don't know what was his name. Was, <laughs> I forget. I it was like, like Bob or Bob or, Bob or, something, or something like that. And I just said, Uncle Bob, how's it going? <laughs> and he looked at me, and he's like, What? And I was like, How are you? I haven't seen you in so long. And just messed with him, and he was just like, his jaw was just dropped, and Did I get kept to going. the point where he was and like, he's like, oh, I don't yeah, know I don't you. Know and I was like, I'll see you at Christmas. Like, I'll see you at Auntie Susan's house for Christmas. And then I left. <laughs> I think he kind of believed it. He's like, what the hell? Yeah, I think he did because he wasn't like, he didn't really freak out. Another thing that John does is whenever you're in the grocery store, he <laughs> pretends the bananas are phones and he'll yell across <laughs> the entire grocery store. That's a good one. And do you participate with him? Yeah, you yeah, do. I do. <laughs> Sometimes. There you go. Do you, Only do if Callum's there too. Do you know the song Banana Phone by Rafi? 
No, but I'm going to download that. Okay, maybe we can put that in as our intro music. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if we're allowed. Assuming it's not copyrighted. Yeah, I was going to say the license um, protected or whatever. But Yeah, definitely. De- check it out on Spotify after. It's a, it's a kid's song, but it's, a, oh, okay. it's an absolute classic. You, you guys will love it if you like the banana phone. So. <laughs> oh, gosh. What's your favorite prank that you have performed on one of your teammates, John? Yep. Or that someone has gotten you? Same to you, Amy, yeah. Okay, someone that's gotten me, because I, I, the ones that I pulled that at the top of my head, I can't say it on the podcast, but... Um, <laughs> Just full you pranked me in first year about stats? Yeah, and that was going to be oh. inappropriate, yeah. but fine. that wasn't even my best one. And uh, <laughs> um, Do you have like a portfolio? Or yeah, well, I'm saying when I got pranked in grade 12... Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was like, I just, uh, this wasn't even funny. I was just calling my friend and hanging up on him a bunch of times. And he thought it was my other friends. So then he was getting mad at my other friend. And my other friend filmed me, admitting that it was me. Then anyways, he pulled this prank that said that, like, every time someone calls him and hangs up, it charges him. And he convinced me. It was April Fool's, too. And he said, like, how his mom called the cops and they're getting an investigator. And I full-on <laughs> bought it. And he was telling me how much his phone bill is. And I went to the bank and I pulled out, like, $300. And I came to bio class. And I was like... Man, like it was me. I'm so sorry. Like, don't get the cops involved. And then, oh my God. and then he took it, and then he gave it back to me at the end of the day, and was like, "It's a prank." <laughs> yeah. So. <laughs> That's amazing. John pranked me really bad in first year, but it is inappropriate. <laughs> like, more well, not really. <laughs> the end is, the but end. not. But the beginning part is that he said that he had this like meditation that helps you study for stats, and like basically, if someone like. What is, what were you even saying? I said I said uh, you do this fifteen minute meditation and then you understand the entire course. I said I popped a frozen pizza in the oven and then Bing, I did the assignment and she believed it. Like that's the, yeah. I don't believe any of your jokes anymore. I'm very gullible. <laughs> that's perfect for you then, right? Yeah. yeah. Oh, <laughs> One more before we get to rapid fire here. We we have to talk about this, John. So. <laughs> You don't have any questions for you, hey? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. Sorry. <laughs> John provides all the content. Okay, yeah. <laughs> so John, apparently you like to eat off other people's food plates. Is that correct? Yeah. And <laughs> just, yes. like, just, <laughs> just ra- yeah. random people's. Like, if they're no, not, this if they're was, not we were there. going to, fr- this is again after, so this was obviously an emotional day for me because I missed that flight and I got on. So I was hungry and we were in a layover in Seattle and there was these two girls next to us and, uh, they ordered their food and they had, like we were talking to them and they had probably two bites and then they left and I saw them. They weren't like, I was hungry. <laughs> so when they left they didn't take it to go, I had, I had some chicken strips or whatever it was. So you were stress eating stress on eating. someone's like a random person's chicken strips. We, we talked to them for like a couple minutes. <laughs> <laughs> he eats everyone's That happened food. one time. I never he do eats that. everyone's food. <laughs> and, and so you got to know them for two minutes and you trust them I, enough. Yeah, I don't know. They were nice. Yeah. But like, what's, the, what's the line before it's not okay? I want to know. Okay, if they were still there and they were going to eat the food and finish it, there's no way I would have touched it. But so it's, they left. So you're not eating off their plate. While they're there. Yeah, the, the food is going to go to waste. I don't know. I'm a green guy. <laughs> <laughs> Big leftover guy and po- yeah. compost guy. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> That's awesome. Oh, John. Rapid fire. Yeah, let, let's. Uh, we'll do some rapid fire to, to end it off. Uh, again, thank you guys for coming after practice, and we really appreciate you joining us today. 
So we'll start with the obvious one. Um, favorite podcast that isn't Dinos Unfiltered? Joe Hello. Rogan podcast. Joe Rogan experience, sorry. <laughs> I just listen to random podcasts, so I don't really have a favorite. That's a bad answer, but... Yeah, I don't know if that's my favorite either. I listen to a bunch of podcasts, but go ahead. Yeah. You probably listen to Murder Mysteries or something like that. No? <laughs> no. no? okay. Actually, I do sometimes. Yeah. When I'm driving, though. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that's that's a good one. one. That's a good one. Favorite uh, wrestling movie or Hollywood depiction? Oh... What was that one for? The one with um, Foxcatcher. That was definitely That's your favorite. Oh, there you go. The sad movie. movie. It was so good. Oh, yeah, probably. Foxcatcher. That's your favorite. Foxcatcher. The the others that come to mind: the wrestler. The wrestler. Yeah. Um, you mentioned it off air, Nacho Libre. That's terrible. (laughs) (laughs) Um, your favorite loaded in the chamber celebration after you win a match. (laughs) <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I hope you never celebrate like that. <laughs> Can you do that for Can West Finals? Yeah, no, yeah, yeah, please. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, no, I don't he know. He will do it now, yeah. that you said. <laughs> this, this is for the dinosaur soldier. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, God. Honestly, I think I just put both my hands up. Like, just like, when you don't even realize what you do, you're just like really happy. So, kind of just like both my hands yeah, up. Yeah, I think I try not to celebrate, but. No, if like if I had to do something and it was like that was yeah. awesome and it wouldn't be like co- like there would be no backlash. Yeah, I'd yeah, probably sure. dab. Oh, I'm totally. <laughs> I mean, why not? Yeah. <laughs> like a John Cena, like you can't see. Yeah, him. maybe that. <laughs> or start playing the flute after, like. <laughs> or if I could do a backflip or something like that, that'd be yeah. cool. Oh yeah, lots of people yeah. sell like yeah. sellies or backflips. Oh. That is a pretty like yeah. good. Flex, I might pull honestly. that out. Yeah. yeah. Or lift your coach up, pull, pick Mitch up. <laughs> yeah. That's pretty good. Yeah. Awesome. Thank yeah. you so much for coming in, guys. That was pretty sweet. Thanks Thank for you. That's fun. This episode of Dinos Unfiltered is a presentation of Dinos Athletics. Episodes are available on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, and our website, GoDinos.com. Make sure to check out the website or the Go Dinos app for schedules and tickets to all your favorite games. And if you can't make it out to the game, remember that our games are streamed on Canada West TV presented by Co-op. Thanks to my special guests today and hope you'll join us in the next episode.